Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes engaged rats, were-rats, and a massive Atiug in the sewers of Corvosa. Sylvie felled the beast, but with the rats crying out for their leader and the party universally infected with filth fever, will they be able to survive the killing ground below the city streets? The Cursed Campaign continues now. Hey guys, welcome back to Mr. Curse. Uh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh-huh. I want to I want to put the listeners in our shoes for a second here because I hate doing this, and we've done this. We did this for all of our shows for Christmas, which is we took a long break between our recording sessions, and we have one of the most tense combats you guys have faced in Bestow Curse left on a cliffhanger. Mid combat for like three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It's been stressful. Have you guys thought at all about, you know, it, when we do this, it's really, it's really not common that we do this, that we split an episode, like split a combat for weeks. Usually at best you have, we record two episodes back to back and you have like the time in between the episodes to think about your strategy. Did you guys get to think strategy at all over the break? No. No. No, it was it was Christmas. I, I understand. I understand. And everything else. It's been and also crazy at work because of all the vacations that I had to cover. Are you hey, kidding? I'm just curious if any of you think that this extra time might have given you a little bit of an edge. The opposite. <laughs> Gave I, me the opposite. I th- I'm in the same boat with Haley, but for different reasons. In situations like this, I know what my character can do. I have several tools at my disposal and when we get back into it i'm gonna use those tools so i know what i'm gonna do and depending on how the combat goes once we pick it back up i'll have to use those tools in different ways or in different orders but they're still the same tools now when i really like have stuff churning in my head in between long breaks is when we're coming up on a big like rp session or i need to have like a big character moment or convince somebody of something or whatever that's when i'm really thinking about stuff because i need to like act sure acting with a capital a but this is you know i don't want to minimize what we're doing here but when we kick back in Vex's probably going to heal you may throw out an electric arc you may do something else so you're saying if anything if anything this hurt you because now you have to go back to your sheet and look at all the things that are tracked that you, you know, you got to refresh yourself on that. Exactly. Especially for Vec, like you got to refresh yourself on the battlefield and what health everybody is at too, because you're kind of that, that role that cares about everybody else's position as well. Exactly. My, my like month worth of getting ready for today was basically just kind of dreading how this was going to go. And then (laughs) logging into foundry this morning. Right. And then looking at my sheet. Okay. I've got, you know, a couple spells left here. I've used this ability and we fired up foundry. Okay. That's where everybody is. Let's go. That's it. I actually have thought a little bit about this combat because I feel like so far the room layout and the terrain has really been uh, a detriment to us. We haven't been using the area optimally while the enemies 
have just gone crazy with filling the room, keeping us in swarms. So I was trying to think of ways we could use this map and some of the pinch points to benefit us and kind of keep the mass of enemies away from us so we could, you know, pick a few down one at a time, which is kind of what we have been doing. And all of the other combatants are just slowly picking it away at us. Yeah, I think you've created a huge change in the battlefield by taking down that Odiug. So Sylvie took that Odiug down at the end of last episode. And again, I know this is a this isn't a visual medium, but that Odiug took up 25% of the the room that you guys are in, it feels like. It was and huge. it split the party. It split Figgy and Sylvie away from the rest of the party. So you kind of had two really bad scenarios. You had Sylvie that if the Odiug just focused on her, could kind of just take her out because no one else was over on that side of the room to support her. And then you have everyone else crowded bottlenecked on the other side of the Odiug dealing with every other enemy (laughs) that Sylvie and that Figgy can't get to. So now that that's gone, that, you know, I can actually see squares on the map. That's crazy. There's squares on the map that you can move to. Hmm. So maybe you can actually get out of this swarm. Um, but I think, you know, when, when I consider splitting combats, especially splitting combats like this far apart, I personally really hate it as a GM because I feel like I get into a certain groove with everything. Not that I'm not that I'm with this many enemies, not that I'm necessarily like super analyzing each enemy and, and what I think their tactics are going to be, but more in the sense that like, Okay, I've gotten really comfortable three weeks ago with the were-rat stat block. I got real comfortable with the swarm stat block and the the dire-rat stat block, and I know everything I can do, and by, you know, round four of that combat, I'm, I don't even have to read the stat blocks. I just, I'm like, okay, this one's going to attack you, and this mm-hmm. one's going to yada, yada, yada. I know what they have to hit, et cetera, and now it's like starting the combat over for me. So it's an, in a way, it kind of like generates duplicative work for you. Exactly. Duplicative yeah. prep work. Duplicative prep work. But I think, you know, m- maybe that if, if you can take anything from that is that if if you guys are feeling a little bit like, oh, well, this time kind of made this harder for me. It also made it harder for me. So I think we're on like the same <laughs> playing field, at least um, in, in terms of just coming back to it. But that's one thing that I would say to like GMs out there. I know combats can be really long. I really, really suggest, unless you have like weekly sessions, not to split a combat in half. I think the the best way that we can do it is that we have a VTT that is frozen in time mm-hmm. <laughs> that has everything tracked. If we were doing this at home, good. Gosh. Oh my god! I mean, like we played, we played carrying crown. We played eighty percent of that campaign at home altogether. No VTT. And so, like, this combat would literally be a marked-up combat tracker with dry erase for me. And, and like, what the, what the health oh, yeah. is mm-hmm. and a picture taken of everything on the board. Well, then some, that little, like, magnet board dry erase thing you had, sometimes, like, it would get erased by accident. Get, or the yeah, somebody would, would, like, fall lean on it. For yeah. it. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, so just don't do it as a DM if you can avoid it. Now, if your combat's kind of in stages, I could see where you might want to split that. For, for dramatic effect. Now, if I can add to this getting into everything, we sh- I think it would be 
a good thing for the listening audience to hear where everyone's at on the board, what the hell's looking like, how many adversaries are yeah, still up yeah. there. Can you, There's a lot going on. Can you guys give me a, like a really solid descriptor of not only like the shape of the room, which I think we described last time, but like the shape of the room, where everything's at, like, and where everybody, everybody's character is in terms of health and in terms of like location and maybe immediate threat. Well, we're all centered around one big-ish cavern. It's kind of this oval shape, uh, maybe at its longest 30-ish feet across. Most of us are jammed up in there. There are several different little caverns that are branching off of this oval, and at the bottom is a distinctive rock pillar and this like stream of muck. The rock pillar is what's sort of dividing the combat in half with Sylvie and Figgy on one side, and then basically everybody else squeezed between that pillar and the wall or spilling into the oval. Couple folks below that squeeze in the muck. Uh, notably, you have Diego, Mir, and Vec crammed kind of in that squeeze with a swarm, and then where rats and wet rats above, and a where rat and rat below. I see two regular big rats, four were rats, and a swarm. Yes. It's a lot. How's everybody's HP looking? Well, it can't get any worse. I'm at one of 88. Ouch. Sylvie's also not looking great with 11 out of 73, but I think she's yeah, got kinda, a little adrenaline going after killing. We kind of had that like heart sinking realization last episode that, oh, wait. For the entirety of this day, Sylvie is healed by 50% for all magical mm-hmm. healing. Mm-hmm. Not great. And so, yeah, you were in a lot better spot for about one round until we realized that. Yeah. Oh, it was uh, very sad to take that off of my sheet. How about Mir and Figgy? Um, Mir is sitting at 34 of 58. Okay. So that's not horrible. Not and terrible. Figgy is at 31 of 53. Okay, so Figgy's actually in a good spot, too. Yeah, we're both like 20 down, and that's only because uh, of the healing that we received. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And how about Vec? What are you, what are you at? I'm at for- 42 of 68, which isn't terrible. The limiting factor for me is how many spells I've used this combat. You used a lot. <laughs> I effectively only have two level one spell slots left. Then besides that, we're getting into cantrips my one last focus spell and then stuff that comes off of the heal wand and the staff that I have, but which I mean, it in total sounds like a lot, but it's a bunch of like little piddly bullshit. Yeah. I, I mean like the heal will get you a level one heal, anymore, you know, yeah. you have, you have basically three level one heals in the yeah. tank. Right. And then, and then whatever that staff gets you, which isn't, isn't isn't mostly offensive stuff it's more utility stuff mm-hmm. if i remember correctly yeah that's tough that's that's real tough how about mirror i think your spells are okay yeah so we ran into the issue with some of the spells where um not all of them worked for what i was trying to do but i actually have used uh two of my three second level and one of my th- uh three first level um just because some of the ones I have, I I was in danger of hitting my allies like every time. Yeah, it's time. been so clumped that you couldn't really do an AOE without hurting. Yeah, people. and honestly, at this point, like I've been using Scatter Scree a bunch because it's been very effective. 
And because hit, it's two squares. Right. It hits two squares. And then my Trinity Geode functions off of that. And it makes my attack much more damaging. So I've been using the cantrips shockingly a lot. Man, you know what would be so cool? If they had an item that allowed that uh, Trinity Geode to, instead of impacting you, impact Figgy. Oh, oh that'd be wouldn't cool. Wouldn't that be sick? Like if you could, instead of tying it to your weapon, you could tie it to like, you know, it. If you, I know animal companions can't really wield anything, but if like he had hand wraps Figgy or something, a grill. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, get Figgy a grill. <laughs> I go rob the jewelry store first. Be <laughs> good for summoners too. Yeah, that'd be great for summoners too. That'd be really cool. Paisa, if you're listening, make grow. Be a cool item. <laughs> well. I do have to give a hero point here, and this one is going to go to Diego. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I don't want you to think this is a purely pity hero point, Chris. I mean, you're you're a contributing member to this party, but you're at one hit point. Hmm. And if I remember correctly, as the main damage dealer, you have missed 70% of the time in this combat. Far more than I've hit, for far, sure. Far yes. more than you've hit. So um, this one comes from... Thomas, and it should be a heartening one. Did you know it's estimating that cats kill about 90 prey per average per year? What do you think that number is for their cat folk cousins? Anyway, I feel like Diego hasn't reached that number yet. So take this hero point and go nuts. Let's hope he can. Yeah. yeah. So this is this is a real Tom and Jerry situation we've <laughs> got here. And uh, Diego, you know, is going to be doing his best to kill some rats this combat. Mm-hmm. So when last we left our heroes, they entered the uh where rat warrens and started a big old fight and they fought an odiug and they they fought multiple were rats multiple dire rats a swarm of rats and honestly that was the last episode pretty much so uh we haven't finished this combat so i think we should just get right back into it hopping in at round eight yeah so like at the end of last episode sylvie just skewers this odiug with uh with i believe her finisher and I don't know, you might have one action left, Sylvie. I'm going to say you do, even if I'm wrong here. I think, um, I because I think you you got into panache, you hit it really hard with that panache, and I think you have one action left. Well, and she's quickened. Oh, yeah. What? She's quickened by... I did loose time zero. Uh, she would be the last one before it's over. Oh, yeah. So you have two actions, but one of them can only be used to move. And that's where I didn't you. know because I know she did the she did the acrobatics on through the Odia, I believe, last time. Yeah, yeah so she like, moved to the yeah. to the other side of it. Ooh. And moving through the stream of muck, that is difficult terrain, correct? That is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I did mention to you is you could make an acrobatics check for it not to be. Mm, okay. Uh, so you guys knew that when you when you entered the chamber. All right. Sylvie would like to get back into a state of panache. So using that quickened ability, she tries to deftly move through the stream of muck to get over to uh, kind of the back of the party and the were-rat uh, that's by both Figgy and Vec, and she's going to attempt to tumble through its square. Here's what's uh, what I'm going to say here, uh, because... You really did the heroic deed that I felt like deserved the hero point for this one. 
So I'm going to say that you are in panache right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, for killing oh, that Odia. Oh, boy. Well, that is awesome. I think in that case, she can't attack since she already used her finisher, but she can move up to get closer. And even in difficult terrain, she can still make this. So she's going to move up standing right next to Figgy and flanking with Vec. And she draws her dueling cape up in front of her because, man, she is looking a little rough. Absolutely. She comes back around this big old rock pillar and Vex looking at her over the wear Welcome back, Sylvie. Was that you over there? She sees like the Odia collapse. That it was, but uh, I do not have much left in the tank. She's breathing really heavily at this point. We'll keep you going. We'll keep you going. That's what best friends are for. <laughs> she <laughs> smiles at that. Holds up the uh, bracelet the over FF the wear bracelet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. This flexible wear rat is up. It is going to take a step to be out of Diego's reach, and then it is going to attack twice at Mir. I think I'm going to attempt to hit you with my jaws first. So he's going to try and bite you. There's a 22 to hit. Yeah, a 22 does hit. 22 does hit. Okay. It's going to be six points of damage, and I need you to make me a fortitude save. Okay. Is this against disease? This is against a curse. That sucks. Let's see. I got an eight on the die for a 19. That's not, that's probably not going to do it. It's a tweener. But I only have one hero point and many people are going to die. And I think Sylvie's already been cursed with this. Yep. Yeah. So. You don't know. Mir does not know. But you can go ahead and mark on your sheet that you have the curse of lycanthropy, the curse of the were-rat. Then it's going to attempt a claw attack at you. And at a 16, I'm sure that'll miss. It does. It does. Next is the reserved wear rat that now has two enemies in front of it. Three. You got Figgy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was thinking Figgy and uh, Sylvie. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, But what I think it's going to do is it's going to attempt to nimble dodge through Figgy to get to his other side. And so that'll be an acrobatics check against your reflex DC. So that's a 20 versus your reflex DC. Which is 10 10 plus plus your reflex save, yeah. No. Doesn't make it. No. Uh, I think he'll- 22. I think he'll try one more time. Oh, doesn't make it again. And is just in frustration going to uh, strike out with his short sword at Figgy. No. There we go, 29 to hit. That definitely hits. Not a crit though, right? No. Okay, nine points of damage to Figgy as this frustrated were-rat is stuck now. It is the anarchistic were-rat's turn. This one is the one that has its hand crossbow out. It's going to fire a shot at Diego. Diego, it has an ally between, so you will take a plus one to your AC from the cover. Just keep that in mind. Okay. Ooh, but a 16 on the die 
It's going to be a 28 to hit. Yep, not even my bracers of missile deflection reaction are going to let me off the hook for that. Okay, so you're going to take four points of damage. And Diego falls, but I am going to use my deliberate death reaction. Oh, wait, I can't. You're about to gain the dying condition as a result of another creature's attack, and that creature is within your melee reach. They're not, so I just fall. Okay. All right. Vec, you see this swarm all around you, and your big catfolk bodyguard gets hit, like, right in the shoulder with a crossbow bolt, takes a knee, and then goes under, and the swarm just covers him. I mean, it's looking so bad right now, and Vec is dead center in all of this carnage and he just has one of those like shell shock moments where you're on a battlefield or in a brawl or a mosh pit or something and like you just have this existential moment where you know it's all falling apart yeah as the as the primary healer it just looks like the the threads you were trying to keep from snapping are mm-hmm. starting to snap one by one this where at uh, instead of reloading, is going to move up to Mir and is going to bite at Mir. Okay. Actually, is going to swipe a claw at Mir. And with a 16, will not hit. That's correct. Next to the order is Mir. Mir, you saw this as well. Diego just completely collapsed behind you. But that won't change what I'm going to do. Okay. Because I have to trust Vec. Yeah, keep the pressure up. So I was going to look at my spells and probably do that. 2d6 of damage does not feel as good. It's just, plain and simple is not as good as 3d4 plus 4. Plain and simple is not a level 1 spell versus a cantrip. Yeah. Yeah, that'll that'll do it. Every time. Cantrips are heightened too high now. (laughs) They're so good! Alright. Well, my issue though does become that I need to hit the swarm and I can't in in, in my current location. Um, without also potentially damaging Diego. So Mir is going to take a five-foot diagonal step up. Out of the swarm. Out of the swarm. And then she is going to do a scatter scree, surprise, surprise, to hit the flexible wear rat and horrible rat swarm at the same time. Okay, so do you need reflex saves? I need, yes, reflex saves. Ooh, not good from the swarm. That's a 13 from the wear rat swarm. That is a fail. And from the flexible wear rat, natural one. Let's go. Come on. Critical fail. So excited. This is so freaking good (laughs) to have a fail. All right. And then I'm going to go ahead and roll my damage. So that is 14 points of damage. Awesome. uh, For each, but then the one that critically failed would obviously take more. The flexible wear rat just dies to the rain of pebbles. Um, <laughs> and the wear rat swarm dissipates. <gasps> That's Thank enormous. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was worried about getting persistent and gnawing to death for Diego. Wow. That's so good. I'm so happy. All right, cool. And then with my last thing, I'm going to strike at this. You can't. You stepped and you catch Oh, shit. I did strike. You stepped. Yeah, stepped. Okay, cool. Then Figgy. Ah, uh, yes, Figgy. Figgy will attack at this reserved where at and Figgy bite. Okay. 
on his act on his own. So let's see how he does. Natural From Figster. Yes. Oh, you needed that. This where rat is at full health. Get him. Get him, boy. (gasps) Oh, so happy. (laughs) Such bad damage. Min damage. Minimum. Oh, so sad. That's 10 damage. Critical damage. That's critical. That's so sad. That's, by the way, rolled two ones on the 2d8s plus three. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Yep. That's tough. That was a great crit, and that is... That was a very effective turn. Yeah, very effective turn. Indeed. A more effective turn than most rounds you guys have had lately. Uh, Vec, you're up. Uh, you're not wrong about that. So, Vec clearly is going to burn the last best thing that he has. He's going to reach down and put his hand on Diego and pump in the very last lay on hands that I have given my focus point pool that is down to zero. So you get 21 points of healing. Awesome. That is going to expend that. And I think we are at a point right now where we have forward momentum, but this is almost like a little bit of a pause in the, I mean, we're, it's going nuts, but we know the big guy is coming. So for my last two actions, Vec is going to cast an electric arc to try and get rid of some of these little guys. We have two giant rats about to go after Diego, one next to Vec, one right above him. I'm hoping that I can just get them off the board. Unless, Griffin, you tell me that there's like a were rat that looks particularly beat up. No. Okay. Uh, those those are definitely if you want if you're looking to get things off the board yep. those are your best targets and that's what it's going to be let me get two reflexes okay so the shallow giant rat the one to the north of Diego rolls a natural two yes. for an eleven that's a crit fail the one to the south rolls a fourteen for a twenty three twenty three is a success so that's half damage but the crit fail is double damage yep ten total. So five to the south, 20 to the north. It scares me that I didn't heal again, but they were about to go, and one of them is right next to Diego, so I don't regret that decision. Yeah, so that that one to the north, you just completely fry, uh, and the one to the south looks to be on its last legs. Yes. Now, notably, you get that plus two status tier AC, Chris, till my next round. Oh, yeah, let me me put that on. Make sure you've got that. And make sure you've got your rage off. And Vex yep. muttering something over and over again under his breath. Can't quite hear it, but it's a mantra that his grandfather used to tell him all the time. But we'll see if it comes up later. Diego, you're up. You're conscious. You're on the ground. Does that put you at your wounded one right now? Yep. Wounded one, prone on the ground, not raging and can't for a minute. And the lay on hands boost is looking so nice from, to my AC. So yeah, Diego comes back to his senses on the ground amidst a a, a dead swarm of rats. So literally like a, a carpet of rats yeah. that he's picking himself up off his of. His stomach grumbles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think more nausea maybe from the field of <laughs> fever than anything yeah, else. Mm. He is going to uh, grab his maul again and stand up. Okay. And then... I think he's going to try to swing at the... Uh, there is a, a were-out next to him that's been frightened. I think that's probably his best bet. The crude were-out. Yes. 
cocked. Cocked, my man. Yeah, yeah. It was on a 19, but it was cocked. Oh, nope. That's a five for a, a 19. I don't think that's. Oh, be. yeah. You're with him frightened. You're just you just missed that. Okay. Ouch. That's my turn. Okay. It's the diligent giant rat's turn. I think what's going to happen is this little guy is going to is going to scoot here. So he's hugging the wall around Sylvie um, because, you know, these these rats know that when they swarm around creatures, they're easier to bring down. Uh, So he takes a full move to get around Sylvie and then is going to attack twice against a flat-footed Sylvie. Now, Sylvie doesn't have anything special like Diego does against creatures below their level, um, not being able to flank or anything, right? She does not, but she is going to nimble dodge. Okay. Nimble dodging the first one. Natural one. It's a shame you didn't use your other reaction. Oh, no. I thought about it, but I was too... I just can't take any more hits. Yeah. And then is going to attack once more. That's a 19 against a flat-footed Sylvia. I don't think does it. That does not hit. Okay. That is the... Diligent giant rat's turn. It's now the crude wear rat's turn. Oh boy. I think he's got to attack Diego. I think he's going to attack with his best means of attacking, which is this short sword is going to just swing at Diego, you know, not realizing that he's got holy energy on him, potentially protecting him here. And yeah, with a 16, just swings wide, is going to attack once more. And again, with another 16, uh, isn't able to do it and is then going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. That's his full movement. Uh, So he's in the difficult terrain that Mirror's created, which has kept him from being able to move kind of around Mirror to help his friend get a flank. So he's he's stuck here, but he's at least five feet away from or ten feet away from Diego uh, to try and avoid another you know nasty swing at him. He knows Diego has the power of Aridin on his side. That's right, baby. Let's go. I think I think he knows that the head of Diego's hammer is bigger than his torso. Mm, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to get hit by that. Sylvie, you're up. Sylvie's view of the combat is blocked by this middle but she can still see that enemies have started to fall. She calls out to the party. As they begin to fall, we must regroup. We cannot let them swarm us. And then she, still riding on the adrenaline uh, from her previous turn, she uses a confident finisher on the flanked were-rat in front of her. Okay. Which is at 22. 22 is going to hit. Yes. Good. That flanked where we're at. Awesome. Love that confident finisher damage. That is 23 points of damage. And she falls out of a state of panache. She knows she won't last long in this flank. So she moves up to be right next to Figgy and not allowing the rat to move to flank her. And then final action, she draws up her dueling cape again because she is on her last leg. Counterpoint, you could have moved up next to Vec and gave Figgy a flank. Just throwing that out there. Ooh, 
And that would have allowed you to Tum- attempt to nimble dodge to get back tumble into through. Panache. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, tumble through to get back into Panache if you wanted to. Yeah, she will. She'll keep the party a little closer together. So instead of moving back deeper into the cave, she moves up to the... So you can definitely move there and then attempt the tumble through yes. with the movement that you have instead of doing it in the opposite order and potentially not moving. Yes, that's what she would like to do because she wants to end up in that square no matter what. Absolutely, let's see it. Only an 18. Unfortunately, that does not put you in panache. Darn, well, she's at least broken up the flank. And that's her full turn as she draws her cape in a protective fashion. All right, I was just looking to make sure we've been playing tumble through correctly the entire time and it wasn't like a, we have been. We've been doing it right. You move up to your speed and, you know, at any point in that speed, attempt to go through. I just want to make sure it wasn't a separate action from the move. It's now that flanked where rats turn, the reserved where rat. Man, it's been it's been hit by both parties here. I think it's going to swing a sword at Figgy first. Ugh. It's a 22 to hit Figgy. That will hit. Okay, Figgy's going to take eight damage. Then he's going to swing at Sylvie with his offhand with a claw. I am not going to nimble dodge. Okay. That is a 17 to hit. That which I don't does not hit, but it's not a crit. But it doesn't fail. crit. And then he is just going to move around Figgy. Oh boy. Okay. The where we're at um, to the, I guess, west of Mir is, is kind of like buddied up with his friend around Mir, but they're not providing a flank. He's going to take a step up to hopefully provide his friend with a flank in the future and then is going to attack with his short sword against Mir. That is a natural seven for a 19, which I don't think hits. Nope. And he'll take one more swing. And again, 18 total won't hit. No, it won't. And it's Mir's turn. Great, I have a very solid plan, which is I'm going to, <laughs> this will come as a big surprise. I'm going to scatter scree, the one up top. Okay. So I need a reflex save. That one that just attacked at me. That is a 31. That is actually a critical success. Okay, so no damage. Darn it. But that area is still difficult terrain. Which should mean, I believe that my Trinity Geode still functions. I think it's just casting the spell that does your Trinity Geode. It doesn't matter if it hits. So then my game plan was to hit the one, the crude one, the one below me, with the Trinity Geode after. Okay, so with the War Razor Trinity Geode combo. Yup. And hopefully, oh my god, I got a natural 16 for 27. 27 does hit. It does not crit. That uh, I do have to take the frightened condition off this guy. And that is going to be 10 points of damage. Okay, he takes that damage. Looks really worse for wear, but is still standing. And then Figgy shall be attacking. Take a bite. He is going to take a bite. See if he can crit again. <laughs> you hope, you hope. <laughs> uh, that is going to be a 7 on the die for 17. Unfortunately, not a hit. Yeah, I didn't think so. Vec, you're up. Okay, Vec is now flanked by no creatures, but His Sylvie <laughs> and Diego, which is right where he wants to be, but both of them are looking really, really rough. So 
Vec did everything that he could possibly do to pump as much healing as possible last session into Sylvie, and it sort of got through but fizzled. I mean, I used the highest spell that I have. I used the Mask of Mercy, and I could he could see some wounds close, but nowhere near what he would expect. He's going to switch tactics here. I Because of that, I don't think that this is unsound. Um, and he's going to try and battle medicine, Sylvie. Hold still, I'm not a professional at this. I'm not Mia. He is going to try to do that medicine check. I think I got it. 10 on the die. Definitely do. Beats the DC, DC 15. 15. So 2d8 worth of healing. Awesome. Pretty middling, but seven points right there. I will take it. Okay. And then with two actions remaining, he's going to turn to Diego and keep it going. So the second out of three first level spells that I have of the day, I'm going to cast a heal. Oh, yeah. Come on, let's see a high roll on this. Let's see a high roll on this. Okay, not terrible. That is going to be 16 points of healing. Oh, I like that. Hey, that's max what you could get off regular dice. Exactly, yeah. you a good healer with your D12s. Took me from a quarter tank to almost half a tank. And I think that wraps him up. All right, Diego. Okay. You're up. So behind the scenes, I have made this sort of unholy compact that I promised I, I, I wouldn't do to myself a while ago. I have these these uh, evil-looking dice uh, that I got for my malevolence game that I think roll really well. And I promised myself I would only use them for evil. Mm. I would only use them as to, to play enemies. This looks like Diego takes a step towards the wild side. <laughs> but here I am using them in a dire need for Diego, breaking my promises. Is you take a, cool? take a dip in Tyrant? Or uh, you know, is that when you, when you go down towards lawful evil i don't know we'll see as the cam- campaign progresses if this awakens something bad <laughs> in me your dice just took an alignment shift <laughs> yeah i hope that doesn't change them i just didn't know if the ghoul armor was finally affecting you maybe maybe that's what it is <laughs> uh but uh to diego's northeast you know 10 feet away from him he can see two wear rats kind of surrounding mirror so he is going to step uh five feet diagonally so that he can hit both of them and uh does one look more damaged than the other in terms of like their condition, I believe the south one. Yeah, the the, the crude where uh, the one that kind of moved through the difficult terrain looked specifically like it was trying to avoid you. Aha! Yeah. Well then, that's my target. <laughs> I am going to take a swing out at that one. Five on the die again for a nineteen. Nineteen does not hit that target. Okay, I'm going to try to swing again. 14 on the die. Okay, that'll probably do it. Uh, goes to a 23. 23 does hit that target. All right. I am going to hit it, dealing 23 points of damage. And you just crush it. What's it look like? Oh, after so much whiffing, after I think uh, the lay on hands energy and Diego standing after being brought back brings a renewed sense of focus to him. So he steps, misses on his first attempt, and then comes around and just clocks the guy in the side of the head and he falls, his skull caved into the floor. I like to think that for someone that's like come back from the dead, like these near-death experiences, instead of like your life flashing in front of your eyes, it almost brings you clarity every time you come back. Mm-hmm. 
So that you just land nice. a land a monster hit right after you get back up. Uh, next up is the diligent giant rat. It had moved to kind of surround Sylvie, but Sylvie left it. So I think it's going to move up again, trying to swarm around targets. So to flank Figgy, and it's going to attack at Figgy, the flat-footed Figgy. Okay, I'll be there in a minute. That is a 22 against Figgy's flat-footed. That will hit. At six points of damage, I need Figgy to make me a fortitude save. Okay. Figgy is looking very, very bad, but I did get a 16 on the die for a 28. Some might say that's a critical success, but (laughs) it doesn't matter when it's a disease. Uh, So you you feel no ill effect, and then this um, giant rat is going to attack Figgy once more. Okay. Ooh! I thought it was going to land on the 20. It didn't. 13 total. It's going to miss. It will miss, yeah. Back at the top of the round, since Diego's taking the leader where rat off the board or the one that led initiative, it's Sylvie's turn. Yeah. Sylvie, this rat has put itself in a nice flank for you. It sure has. She feels a little more confident now that her best friend has given her some more healing. (laughs) She's going to try that acrobatics again to get into a state of panache, hopefully. Oh boy, that's a 33. Yeah, that'll do it. All right. She definitely dances around this rat and comes right back next to Vec. In a state of panache, she then strikes out with her kukri with a quick flick of her wrist using her confident finisher. <gasps> a natural 20 for a 34. Just what does it look like? I mean, like the rat has five health left. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you're somersaulting through a river of shit when yeah, you tumble yeah, through. Yeah. You really get a lot in your hair, like more than you expect. Oh, so now both sides of her hair are probably brown. <laughs> no longer white. No. But she she dances around this rat and uses the momentum to keep swinging. And as she turns and gathers momentum, she flicks her wrist out at the last moment and just cuts the rat all the way down the side and it falls deep into the muck. All right, you have one action left. The only adversaries we see left are two were-rats. Mm-hmm. There is one right in front of Figgy. She can't tumble all the way through with the difficult terrain. Can I do an acrobatics can- check to move fully and then another acrobatics check yep. to tumble mm-hmm. through? All right. Absolutely, yep. So the first one for the difficult terrain is a 20. That succeeds. All right. Uh, so she moves up and does another acrobatics check trying to get through the were rats. Square. Only a 22. 22 meets beats. Yes. His reflex DC. Back in a state of panache, she's now on the other side of the were rat, now flanking with Figgy. All right. Great stuff. It is the were rat that's between you's turn. Oh boy. What do I do here? I think he's got to take one of you down so he can get out of here, out of this flank. Hmm. I think we're going to swing at Figgy with a short sword. That is only a 20 to hit. Uh, meat speeds. Eight points of damage. Figgy is at exactly zero. All right, that means he goes unconscious. Um, Not our mascot. <laughs> then he's going to move away. 5, 10, 15, 20. Uh, sees... 
another enemy around this uh, rock column and is just going to lash out quickly at Vec as well with his short sword. But a 14 won't hit him. And now the anarchic where at is kind of facing down Diego and Mir at the top of the main chamber that you guys have been in. Yeah, I have not gotten up. So here's what he's going to do. He's going to attempt to trip Diego. I don't know what that actually ended up being. Okay. With a 26 against your reflex DC. That succeeds. Okay, that succeeds. You're prone. He's going to try and attack you while prone. Because these guys all have sneak attack and you've been messing with my flanks. So uh, let me... Enable that shit. He's going to attack at you now with his short sword uh, for a 20 against your flat-footed. That will miss. Okay. If I was raging, that would have hit. And then I think he's just going to get out of your way. 5, 10, 15, 20. So he moves down. Now he sees another uh, enemy. And he's kind of just like bracing himself down here. Mir, it's your turn. You feel Figgy's light go out. I know because Figgy's on the ground dying. But I know that I, she also knows that if she doesn't try to do something about this creature, bringing him up is only like at this exact second is only going to lead him to go down again because these things are feral. Um, so that in mind, she is going to uh, do what she's... Uh, she can't can't do exactly what I'd like to do, which is a pain in the butt. Because it can't reach. So I guess instead I will cast... I don't want to cast Scatter Scree because I don't know if that's going to affect Sylvie's ability to like tumble through and stuff. I know there's already difficult terrain, but I feel like adding more difficult terrain is not good for her. So instead, I will actually cast a Ray of Frost at this. Okay. And that's a two on the die. Yeah, <laughs> that is really, really bad. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But she is going to take a step up and to be closer to this. But she didn't want to also block the flank for Diego. Okay. Vec, one of the were rats just swung on you. Now your allies are much further away. All right. So Vec is going to... I, th- I think it's clear we've got a dying figgy. I'm going to use my last level one spell to throw a heal at him. Oh, yeah. Did I need to make a save for figgy because he's dying? I don't really know how to rule that because normally figgy would move to the st- like to before that where rats turn in initiative. It seems kind of like because he's your animal companion, like you don't move, but like the way the system is set up is for him to move in front of that initiative. That is so weird. That he has a whole round for yeah. someone to do something. So I'm going to say he doesn't have to make a save yet. Fair. Okay, thank you. All right. Vec channels some golden light energy magic at Figgy. It's a low-ish roll. That's going to be 13 points of healing. That was my last spell slot of the day. Thank you. You got it. And then he is next to a were-rat. My offensive capability isn't super great against it. So for the first time in probably about six or seven rounds, Vec is going to move. He's moving up next to Diego and behind Mir a little further up into this room. 
just to try and get away from this were-at that was right next to him. All right. Diego. Okay. I think Diego sees the were-at that Sylvie is right by. Um, she's moving before that. I think he's going to go try to go to the one that's by Figgy. Um, let's see if he can take that one so he's out. He's prone, so he's got to get up. Got to get up, move over, and then I'll, I will take one swing out. And now, technically, you are flanking. Technically, I am flanking now. <laughs> yes. A five on the die again for a 19. Because it's flanked. Yes. Hell yeah. Okay. That's going to be 14 points of bludgeoning damage. All right. Sylvie. A were-rat has moved right up to Sylvie, and if she's to move five feet, she could flank with Mir. So she moves over right next to Figgy, blocking them from... Oh, they could still flank Figgy, but blocking one spot. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And since she is in a state of panache already, she strikes out with her confident finisher. Oh boy, a 31. Woohoo! 31 is exactly a critical hit. Yes! yes. Nice! She calls out to this were rat as she strikes, saying, I envy those who do not know you. I guess it's even <laughs> more than exactly because you're flanking. That is 44 points of damage and frightened one. Amazing. 44 points of damage. Oof. Looking a lot like uh, Diego at the start of this combat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. It is the reserved rare rat between Diego and Figgy's turn. It's going to swing at Diego. That is a 29 to hit, which hit. hit for eight points of damage. He's going to swing on you again, but with a 15 will not hit. And then is going to move 5, 10, 15, 20. I can't move into that difficult terrain because that's more than his movement speed. The anarchic were-rat will take a swing at uh, Sylvie. She is going who just to nimble dodge. Brutalized it. Ha <laughs> Okay, 25 to hit. Meets beats with the nimble dodge. Ah. Uh. All right, 11 points of damage. It is a good thing that Vec healed her, otherwise she would be sitting at zero right now. Wow. Then it's going to move 10, 20, 30, 40, 45, 50. Seems like both rats are trying to make an escape. Into the next room. Uh, An apt, astute observation. Uh, here, it's your turn. Let's see. The the one that tried to kill Figgy is running away, mm-hmm. right? Well, no, that was the other one. They're both running away. Either or. I am going to walk 10 feet down where I can see it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to cast Scatter Scree on this. Reflex save. Yes. Because I'm mad. 18. That fails. Yes. Oh, that's the one that... Uh, Sylvie had brought to one hit point, so it, uh, you, you like the, the scree just like shatters both its ankles and it collapses. And that's my whole turn, and now I can see Figgy. Figgy, uh, act on his own, is gonna 
come over to Mir. Sounds like a plan. Vec. I am still scared that this Gregus or Gregos or however you pronounce his name character is going to roll into this. But there is a creature very close to Vec. So he is going to run down next to Diego. By the way, this puts him right back where he was. (laughs) And then as he's running by, he reveals his tattoo on his wrist towards this creature and fires off an electric arc. I need a reflex save. That is a 26. Success for half. Ooh, awful damage. Eight total. So round it down to four. Oh. One, two, one. (laughs) Diego. Murder him. That is the plan. (laughs) I move up 10 feet, so I interpose myself between Vec and this creature. And then I try to bring my big maul glistening with the, the blood and gore of his friends on it down upon him as well. But a four on the die is not going to hit with the first swing. I'll try a second swing. Two on the die is not going to do it. Yeah, I don't think changing those die did anything for you. I do think it made it worse. (sighs) It might have. They know. Mm. This is just making me more die superstitious. Sylvie, before you're... Well, let's see. Yeah. Before you're able to act, you can see illuminated by... A fire pit in the next room. Um, one smaller were rat kind of being drug along by his scruff by this enormous were rat, just like Diego sized, covered in fur with these jagged front incisors. He's got this like beautiful chain on this chain mail and a wicked looking sword that gleams silver in the firelight. And I think we'll continue the curse campaign next time. (gasps) Oh Oh my God. The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.